Everybody, what's good? Welcome to the <laughs> Bundesliga <laughs> show. Wait, I'm loving that. I'm loving wow. that. I weren't even ready. <laughs> you weren't even ready. Hey, look, it's on to up top today, but I'm going to promote the other channel anyway because it's MAD Sports Network. You are watching this on to up top this week, uh, and you'll be watching it next week on uh, Football Dugout because we are all still family. Don't ever forget that. We are still our people, but we are representing MAD Sports Network. I'm Gav Mack, that's Devo, and that is Flozif. What's good, people? Top of the morning to you. It's uh, St. Patrick's Day, so I'm having my oh, only yeah. Guinness I ever have a year on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I love that God. sound. That sound. Oh, I you love You're making that me jealous. Song. I only Jesus drink Guinness Christ. once a year. That's it. Oh, um, I just realised you changed your Twitter name, Flozif. So you've just yeah. come over to Twitter, and now you've changed it already, <laughs> uh, which you can see anyway on the screen. If you're listening to it, it's um, at Loboron underscore tweets. So that means that he's not just only set up a Twitter page, he's going to be active on it as well, which, oh, that makes me kind of warm inside. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, of course, we've got to get through our normal things that we need to talk about. Um, TFD code on Manscape for uh, TFB dugouts. So make sure you don't do that. No, we're um, not doing that anymore. Uh, we've got not to doing do that anymore. Not doing that oh, anymore. okay. Let's um, let's edit that out <laughs> as well. Cheers for that. Um, just follow yeah. us all on the social media. And if you put <laughs> MAD Sports Network or to at top into Google, um, our names come up first of course of course of course right um let's talk about some happy things before we talk about some sad things and um let's talk about Bayern Munich stretching their lead if you want to call it happy some people might not be overly impressed by it all but Bayern Munich they are cruising at the top of the league and they've opened up a four a four point lead at the top of the Bundesliga which is shiny 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 um Werder Bremen were the unfortunate ones on the end of it this time uh what do you think of this game um uh, we'll go into the depths of it uh, with you devo uh you know it, it was pretty much plain sailing from the beginning for bayern um Werder Bremen had some decent results coming into this but this was really bayern at their ruthless best they probably could have scored a few more pavlenka made some brilliant saves uh, there's two especially from Lewandowski back to back uh, the second one we tipped onto the bar. No idea how he managed to do that. But um, Lewandowski got his goal in the end. Obviously, he got the third goal uh, just to put the game to bed. But, you know, um, Bremen, I feel that they kind of didn't... They didn't really push the agenda enough. Uh, they, they started off decent, playing some decent football. Then once Bayern got the goal, um, you could just see that they were a bit nervous. They tried to go forward, but they, they had no sort of cohesion going forward. Yeah. And really and truly, they just couldn't handle Bayern Munich. Um, it could have been more than three, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, Bayern will be happy with this. Um, you know, they put pressure on Leipzig. We'll talk about Leipzig later, but mm. you know, easy three points for Bayern. Probably one of the easier games I have this season. 
Indeed, Flozif, it was all about the Muller show today. He's got his 98th assist of the season. Uh, no, playing, what is it? Number, it's 14, number 13 and 14 of the season um, in this game. Thomas Muller, how much time has he got left in the clock? Because like, for me, I, he could play until he's 38, 39. He's that type of player for me, Flo. Yeah, I can imagine this, especially like a leading player in the midfield, maybe not being the, the player who runs the most in a couple of years, but he still has has this eye, this instinct and uh, these qualities and also this, this Mia San Mia, this whole Bayern Munich mentality. He he transports this mentality like no one else. So I can imagine that he will have a lot of time left at Bayern Munich. And if not as a starter, he's always interesting as a sub or as a player just for the for the atmosphere in the team. Yeah, definitely. But talking um, about Müller, we need to say yeah. we need him at the Euros this year. Müller in yeah. this uh, this shape. Yeah. But did he? He said that he's he's available. Did he not? Or have I yeah. misread? Yeah. You, he always said he was available. So he always said, okay, if uh, if Joachim Löw changes his mind, you can always call me. He's got to surely. And, uh, now Löw has said, I don't give a fuck uh, point of view. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be away after the Euros, so I. Uh, I don't give a shit about reconstruct the whole team. So just get Müller there, get Hummels there, and let's play a successful Euros. Maybe. Yeah. Um, do this is a free hit for Bremen. Do you think they're gonna feel that affected by losing this game? No, definitely not. Already before the game, Florian Kofeld mentioned, okay, thirty points. We're nine points clear of the relegation zone. Let's try out playing football or try out improving our, our way of playing football until the end of the season. So I'm pretty confident they will secure one or two wins on their way and uh, they're very relaxed at the moment. Mm. Mm -hmm -hmm. Right, okay. Let's um, have a look at Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg just like piling pressure on at the top of the league um, to ensure a top, uh, a top four finish. And um, after a little bit of a dodgy run of late, they made sure that they, they took the sword to Schalke. I mean, oh, poor, sorry, Schalke. 5-0. And the fact it was only 1-0 at half-time, I, I find that the most amusing part of all of this because it was it was never... This, like, Schalke didn't turn up to this game. And I think they should just think about putting the kids out. I said the same about Sheffield United the other day in the Premier League. I honestly think Schalke shouldn't even worry about you know, trying to get some names played and things like that. It was. It makes sense. It it, it does. What do you yeah. what do you, do you agree then, Dev? I, I agree. You know, you might as well now look to the players that are going to be there next season. Mm. Play the young players. Get them some experience. Um, you know, look look at your because they're going to know players like Mustafi and Kalasanich. They're not going to be there playing in the second division uh, um, next season. You know. Play the players that are going to be there. Who now you need to see? Have you got what it takes for me to trust you next season? And I agree. Yeah. Play, play the kids. And it was funny after the game, uh, Mustafi in his interview saying that they need to take the positives from the first half and apply that for the rest of the game. So, but you lost the first half. <laughs> you only let in one <laughs> goal. You lost the first, yeah, you lost the first half. So uh, that just goes to show how bad things are at Schalke. Um, but to, to talk about Wolfsburg, they had a disappointing result last week. Yeah. And this was a bounce-back game. You know, when they looked on the fixtures and saw, oh, Schalke next, they must have been, oh, brilliant, sweet. We could get back into the swing of things. And boy, did they. Five goals for a team that, uh, uh, 
haven't necessarily been putting loads of goals uh, on the board. This is massive That's for their the goal difference as well. Um, Vekhorst was unplayable. Baku. Instrumental. Yeah, it was just like a walk in the park for those two, especially. Everything they did good came through those two. Um, but it's good to see Brekolo on the score sheet as well. I like him. I think he's a very good player. The yeah, young Croatia both player. big fans of Brekolo. Yeah, I like Brekolo. So it's good to see him back on the score sheet. He hasn't had the best of seasons. He's lost his place to Stefan and then... And, um, I've forgotten the other guy now. Um, yeah, but he's, he's got himself back on the score sheet. And Maximilian Philip as well, who's another one who showed a lot of pro promise early in his career. Um, had a big move to Dortmund, didn't really work. Ended up in Russia <laughs> and is now back in Germany. And, you know, it'd be good for him to maybe get some games under his belt and find some form as well. But, uh, yeah, Wolfsburg, it's always good to play Schalke, isn't it? It's always good to play Schalke. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit as well because I've got, I've got, I've got something to say uh, in, in a short while when we speak about one of the other teams that are knocking around. Um, one thing that we have spoken about plenty times in this show, flow is the level of football in the... In the, in the second Bundesliga, as it is in the first Bundesliga, in, like, in, in the Bundesliga as a whole. So, what can Schalke do to ensure they bounce back? Well, they uh, they did one important signing today. I don't know if you've already heard about it, but they signed uh, Dani Latza, the current Mainz captain. And Dani Latza wow. was uh, a youth player in Schalke and made his first uh, steps in professional football at Schalke. And it's, he's a player who's known for, for being a fighter, being a team player, exactly, but also has some technical roughness. So he's exactly the kind of player you need in the second league. And you can uh, build a team around, especially because he identifies himself with Schalke. And these are maybe the main points. You know, Look out for players who uh, identify themselves with the club and they signed lots of youth players for the under-19 team in the last year. I was uh, recently talking to a colleague from Schalke, and he said our strategy at the moment is uh, signing all these under-19 players and hoping that uh, they might develop maybe in second league and giving them the mm -hmm. chance. So take a look at the youth, yeah, round them around some, uh, some uh, mature players, and uh, maybe have one or two two assholes, some, some fighters uh, like this, like uh, Richard need. Dunn that's type of player. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you, you need you need fight. It, you, you can't be playing this pretty tidy football in, uh, in the Spider Bundesliga. It doesn't work. You have to have warriors. And yeah, uh, Dan Lancer, great signing, but... Personally, I, I can't see Schalke bouncing back anytime soon. I really can't. It's going to be a very awkward next two to three years for Schalke, in my opinion. And their their biggest problem at the moment, it's funny to say that, but they're not on the pitch. They're off the pitch. I don't know how much is, is covered in British media, but currently, well, they sacked the whole uh, sporting stuff with Schneider, etc., and the coach. But currently, there was like an opposition coming from outside the club, contacting Ralf Rangnick, whether he wants to be the new manager or head of sports in the club. Just imagine someone who isn't even employed by the club, a group of 14 people, like from the, from the economy, former players, uh, sponsors, etc. They gathered together and uh, just contacted Ralf Rangnick's manager and asked him whether he would like to be uh, 
Schalke's new head of sports. Oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. Arsenal and, fans and the, out the actual there. club. Uh, if you it. ever think, yeah, Arsenal fans out there, if you think that our club is a shambles, don't even, honestly, it's the most well-run, well-oiled business in the history of mankind in comparison to what is going on at Schalke. 100%. 100%. There's a lot of drama going on, going on down the bottom of the league, though. And um, we will start with uh, we'll start with Mainz. Because I think they honestly felt that they were making moves when they when they beat uh, Freiburg at the weekend. Palermo legend, I'll call him. Um, uh, Robin Kaizen with the only goal of the game on 84 minutes. Um, but this... You know, it's it's the first win and the well the first yeah the first points that they picked up in, in three, and it's the first goal that they've scored in the last three games as well. So it's important that they got it. It's funny how they got it because it wasn't the the most sexy finish if you want to call it that. It was a bit of a goal on scramble, and Freiburg is the first time they've suffered back to back defeats since November. So this will be painful for them for. a you know, we know that they're going to end up mid-table. No matter whether they win, lose, or draw, they end up in ninth anyway. So, <laughs> but Mainz, this is this is a giant victory for them, despite everything that happened around them. Flo. Yeah, it absolutely is, especially regarding the the fact that Bielefeld got three points, Cologne lost, so now it's really really tidy at the bottom. Mm. Um, uh, except Schalke, of course. But uh, Mainz, they have <laughs> they have. The, their belief back and uh, I'm sure although they are on 17th spot at the moment, they are for me the most promising team not to relegate because mm. the other teams are going down. Bielefeld is just still from my point of view a shit team although they uh, were able to beat my club but uh, I guess we'll skip that later. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, trying, I'm trying to flirt, on a, on trying to flirt around that result at the moment. I'll go through them all. I'm trying to flirt around it. No, we, we have to talk about that one. They're on a very good to. way. They're scoring late goals. They don't stop believing. So they, they have everything what it takes to um, fight for or fight against relegation. Mm. They don't stop fully uh, believing. You're right. It's a bit of a journey, isn't it, Devo? Yeah, you know, the, the thing with Mainz, I'm, I'm quite... <laughs> Thanks, I'm Flo. <laughs> Thanks, Flo. <laughs> you know, I, I'm backing them. I'm backing them. Um, for me, I, I think, because not too long ago, they were right there with Schalke. Yeah. You know, before they got Bo Svensson in, they were in the mire with Schalke, literally like a point above them. Um, Bo Svensson's come in and they showed pretty much in every game since that they're really trying to avoid this relegation and they're going about a bit of a weird way you know they they sold their top goal scorer who was responsible for like 70 percent of their goals yeah. club captain's just gone to Schalke it's a bit of a strange way to to keep yourself out of trouble but it seems to be working for them and they're right back in it I think a point between the four sides Cologne, Bielefeld, Berlin and, and Mites and I'd fancy Mites to stay up um, and probably clear the relegation playoff as well wow. personally who do you reckon is going to finish in 17th then? Bielefeld. Will Bielefeld finish there? That is the question because they picked up a massive, massive three points away from home against Flozis uh, by Leverkusen. Uh, goals from uh, from Doan, who we love, Okagawa, uh, which 
you know, that weren't a bad finish either. And the fact mm. that it was assisted by a, a former youth product at Bayer Leverkusen as well in the shape of Lukoki. Have I ever told you about Lukoki? Yeah, you told us about it. Didn't you yeah. play with him or something? You played in the same side? Yeah, when I, when, when I was very young, when we were uh, eight yeah. and seven years, we played for a year and then he switched to Bayer Leverkusen. I'm congratulations to him that he made it, but I still don't get it how he could be a Bundesliga player. And in this match, he was starting. I was uh, talking to my friends who watched it in a watch along via Skype. I said, I told him the ex exactly same story. How can he play Bundesliga? And then he's giving the assist for the for the second goal. But it wasn't just it was an just assist; like... it was a beautiful run. Honestly, he looked like I don't know Prime Ryan Giggs. You know, when he was running down that left-hand side. And this guy's meant to be a dead guy. And like, he's like, absolutely tired. Everyone gets one. Bus. Yeah, everyone does get one. They do. And we're going to... I think we're going to talk about was, that. On, he was yeah. favoured by, uh, by DRB. <laughs> DRB, just, just to be a quick analyse, he would never make... Uh, he never... He, yeah, he wasn't... He couldn't go to the ball like this. He had to stay with his uh, player in the centre of the field. I mean, the winger was on the wing. You had your uh, your fullback with him with Wendell. You cannot go uh, this way. And that happened. But the only chance could be that happened uh, for Lukoki, just trying to somehow pass the ball uncontrolled in the middle and hope that no player is there. And uh, <laughs> it worked out. Stop hating That's, that's, that's something that yeah. happens quite a lot. And this is why I don't understand teams... When you have a corner or a free kick and you leave, yeah, you leave a couple players back, but often, often or not, they'll leave an attacking-minded player back because they're pacey. But I prefer to leave a fullback who's defensively switched on, because if a fullback was with uh, where Diaby was, they don't come across to try and nick that ball because they are aware of what they're leaving in the middle. Diaby as a winger, thinking, I'm quick, I can get to that. He's not thinking, I need to be here because this is where the danger is. So uh, that's something I never really understand when teams do that. This this situation really sums up the problem of Bayer Leverkusen at the moment because before Christmas, you had quite a good defending and uh, we call it rest defending. So the what's over of the pitch, basically, you've defended this part. Most of the players are up front and you have one-on-one -on -one situations uh, behind and you need to give enough to score uh, or to bring more goals on the, yeah. More I think that's a bit or... harsh because there was one player who, who did stand out quite a bit other than Doan, who we've just lauded all season because we think his boss is on loan from PSV and um, I'm sure that he will be going back there. And if he doesn't, he will go on to a much bigger and better club than where he's at at the moment. But Ortega between the sticks, he was so inspired. He's been arguably... Mm -hmm. But I think he's in top three goalkeepers in, in the Bundesliga this season. I honestly do. Because Bielefeld, we know they're not they're not technically gifted. Other than Doan, for me, I can't look at them and be like, right, you look fantastic. Or, you know, I might pick you, I might pick you. It's been a lot down to Ortega. But defensively, even though they haven't got anyone who's great defensively, they will still defend in a bit of a unit. And... It requires a moment of brilliance most of the time to get through them. How weird is that? You know, you normally will have a standout centre half where you think, yeah, you're brilliant. But it's almost like because they're all collectively crap, 
they <laughs> turn in they turn into one decent unit. Yeah, Voltron. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. And and you know what I think. You know, they've looked a lot better since uh, the new manager's gone in there, Kramer, as um, I think they've picked up something like six or seven points since he's gone there, um, if I'm not mistaken. And Ortega is a big part of that. The save he made to uh, off Damari Gray's volley. Damari Gray. That's mm. the save of the week for me uh, across any league. That save was unbelievable. Um, it was. Yeah, unbelievable save. Um, yeah, and he, he has had a good season. I, I, you know, I think Billerfeld... This bubble will burst. I'm going to say uh, they've got the new manager bounce at the moment, but I think they will come up against someone and get you know battered. And I think from there it will start to unravel a little bit. Um, but they're doing really well. They're making a really good uh, go of it. But I, I think they'll fall short. Uh, Augsburg, they're creeping away from it. They won three one away. Uh, sorry, at home against Borussia Mönchengladbach. And at the time of recording, we have witnessed them against Man City, where they were weak. They looked lost. Seven straight defeats in all competitions now. Eight straight defeats, I believe, actually, in all competitions. So funny that it happens straight after the announcement that Rosa will be leaving and moving to, to, to Borussia Dortmund. Um, goals from Vargas, Richter, Hahn, uh, as well. Hahn, former product of Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, Neuhaus missed a penalty. Mahalia is having a nice little cry in the background. She is looking for daddy, wants to know where, where, where he is. Um, Neuhaus did make up for it in the end. He did score towards the end. It was a very nice finish, but um, last Dindle. Um, did I say Norhouse missed the penalty? It wasn't um, Norhouse missed the penalty. It was Lars Stindl who missed the penalty. And I'm not saying, I'm not into conspiracy theories as such, but the way he dragged that ball wide is almost like he had no intention of making sure that ball hit the target. <laughs> you missed by quite a bit, didn't you? And that's unlike yeah. him. Um, it almost went out for a throw in. But I think that that the whole team's just devoid of, of confidence at the moment. And I think a lot of players just look like they don't really know what they're doing. They don't know what the future holds. And if I was much, I don't even know if they can sack him. Can they sack him? Like, well, contractually. Interesting theory behind that. Because um, one theory says that they didn't sack him because their under-23 coach, Heiko Vogel, who was once uh, head coach of Basel and took them in the semi, nay, nee, best of 16 round in Champions League, uh, was still uh, suffering from a red card in an under-23 match and uh, they wanted to yeah, to wait until the red card uh, penalty is over. And it's over now. And now they play against Schalke. So, yes. um, yeah, we will see. If you lose against... It's That's a do-all exactly. diamond. If you don't win against Schalke, you have to sack Rosa. It doesn't matter what <laughs> anyone else says. You you absolutely you came in just when I wanted to say it as well. It's like they this run has been absolutely disgusting. And regardless of what's going on, there are teams that you should be beating. Can they stop this rot? Who have they got next? Schalke. Schalke. Yeah, Flo, you're Schalke. right. If Schalke win this game, this is... Even if they draw this game, drawing against yeah. Schalke is like losing against Schalke this year. Yeah, And yeah, also 100%. last year. I think drawing against Schalke is like yeah. losing to Bielefeld 3-0. It's, it's a comparable, yeah. 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 I just want to say something about Augsburg and you just talk about 
Ortega and goalkeeper this season. For me, Gikovic is is for me. I, I think he's my he's my favorite goalkeeper this season. He just pulls off saves every week. Every week yeah. he's pulling off save after save. I, I really rate him. Um, I know he's at the well, he's thirty three or something like that. So it's not like he's yeah, young, he's getting up, on. Kind of goalkeeper. Who who knows where it come from? But he's every week he's pulling out unbelievable saves. But he still isn't uh, mentioned for the Polish national team. He was mentioned Poland last time a lot of good a year ago. Yeah, they've and got they a lot Chesney. of good Chesney, uh, Fabianski, Skorowski. Um, yeah, they've he's got, not getting got, anywhere near that. Yeah, they've got quite a few good goalkeepers in Poland. Is Fabianski that good? I don't follow West Ham. He's West Ham goalkeeper, isn't he? He's yeah. been, he's, I would say he's been, yeah. since he's been at West Ham, because at Arsenal he was terrible. But since he's yeah, been at West yeah, Ham, that. he's been constantly one of the top-end goalkeepers in the Premier League. I'd say top five, six. Um, constantly this season he hasn't been as good he had a long injury but he's a solid solid goalkeeper but I've always yeah. been a fan of Chesney personally I've always liked Chesney um, I love I love Chesney from day dot man yeah I really yeah. have I, I, I how, felt that how we sold him to Juve for 15 million mind blowing he is he's quite a, he's quite a complacent goalkeeper though that's what I think because when he first came in at Arsenal I used to be like, I really like him because, you know, like some goalkeepers just dive to go and get it, even though they know they're not going to get it. You know, if that's going top bins, what's the point? And I rated that. <laughs> I, I rated that. I, I rated the confidence about it. It's like, if I could get that, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to save it. But then there was a few that after then where, you know, there were all you had to do is sort of like stretch an arm out and he didn't do it. And that wound me up. You know what I think I liked about him is he reminded me a little bit of Jens Lehmann. And Jens Lehmann had this arrogance about him, you know, and yeah. a bit of a nasty streak, but he's arrogant. And I got that same kind of vibe from Chesney. He's like, you'd make a mistake. And he'd be like, yeah, that was me. All right, don't worry, don't worry. It won't happen again. And it's kind of like, he's just got that kind of, I like that in a goalkeeper where he's got the confidence in themselves. They're not going to make a mistake and be like, oh, no, good old ground swallow me up. It's like, mm. nah, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, it was my bad, but I'll take it. It's fine. I like that. Um, back to um, back to Gladbach um, because they're out of the Champions League now, which they're, they're never gonna they were never gonna progress from there anyway. Um, but you know they're in tenth place, uh, in tenth uh, position at the moment. They're on thirty three points. They are seven points shy of guaranteed European position. What what do they do now? <laughs> get a new manager and hope that it fixes itself um because there's a lot of star names there that's the thing they've got a lot yeah. of star names if they don't get european football i could see a lot of those this is going to be a giant rebuild for whoever goes in next and yeah. whoever goes in and you know tries to cement themselves in that position i mean like there's there no fear of going down there's eight games to go uh, sorry nine games to go um and they are um, 12 points clear of relegation. There's a lot of teams in, in, yeah, in they're not between them. So they're not going to no, no, no house the, apparently. The players, after him, so. yeah. the players they have, uh, if they're playing like this and they're playing like this because Rosa is leaving the club, it's their duty to uh, play better the next season and stay at the club. If you think from your your point of view, okay, I'm not going to play as, as well as I can just because I'm, I don't know, annoyed that the manager leaves. And you can't say in summer, oh, we missed European football just because we played like, uh, yeah, like a bunch of shit. And uh, I'm going to leave the club now. This doesn't work. So, yeah. 
I hope that uh, no one leaves, but I, I'm pretty sure that Neuhaus would be, or Neuhaus is my, my top candidate to leave Gladbach. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well play, player and Ram, I can't see them hanging about. It would actually give Mbolo an opportunity to lead the line, probably get some goals that way. Poor bugger. Um, um, tell you who has changed their form around since someone has been back, and that's Union Berlin. Union Berlin beating Cologne, which, um, you know, is one of those bittersweet moments when you, you're, you're the team that you support lose, but your closest rivals, they lose as well, isn't it, Flo? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good tech <laughs> team move from Union Berlin. We, we, we talked to them uh, after they played on Saturday <laughs> and they won against Cologne. And we said, okay, <laughs> might be a chance we, we, we lose some points. So you're getting a little closer to us. Bielefeld is getting closer to Cologne. Everyone's happy except us, but we take this for the team. And uh... <laughs> brown envelopes <laughs> knocking around everywhere <laughs> in the rain. <laughs> brown envelopes are galore. Uh, Max Cruiser, since he's been back, uh, they've been unbeaten. How key is Max Cruiser, Dev? Uh, very, very key. Um, I know a lot of his goals are penalties, but. You know, as we saw with last Indoor, it's not always a, a case of putting in the back of the net, but not many people do it better than Max Cruiser does. Um, but also, you know, he creates chances for his teammates as well. Mm. And he created a really good chance at the end of the game, which um, Horn did well to save. Um, but yeah, I think save, he, but I wanted that to go in so badly. He had to. He should have finished it. He should have. But, you know, Timo Horn made a great save. Um, but yeah, and Berlin are undefeated at home. Uh, their home form is what's keeping them where they are in the league at the moment. Um, away form is not as good. But they did, they battled for this one. They got the three points. Good to see Trimmel scoring his goal. He's usually on the other end setting them up. Uh, but it's good for him to get his first goal in the Bundesliga. Uh, he's Captain also in my dream team. Uh, yeah, and Cologne are struggling. You know, they've been... I thought they were going to pull away from this relegation battle at one point. It looked like they were edging away from it and they've been dragged right back down into the thick of it. Oh, um, they're in trouble, man. They, are, they might be in 14th trouble. place, but they are a point ahead of Mainz who are in 17th place. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 disgusting down there. I, I wouldn't want to be in that in that in that boat at all. Um there was it was a case of two penalties in this game. Like the first penalty was scored on the stroke of half time. That was actually a penalty by the way which is going on um in the ticker, um, I didn't put a pen next to Duda, um, but don't worry about it. Life will go on. Um, it was it was a trip, an obvious trip by um, by Robin Cocker, um, who fouled Jonas uh, Hector. Easy pen, obvious pen. That's fine. However, the penalty was dispatched beautifully for the equaliser for Max Cruiser. But I think it is incredibly harsh for a handball. I don't know what you guys think, Flo. Do you, do, uh, Devo? You both, you you both ready to to pounce on that one? I think it's so flash as hell. Actually, I wasn't uh, watching the matches on Saturday afternoon. I listened to them on the on the radio. I did like an, an old school afternoon, and nice. uh, yeah, I was forced to it because I I have to to study for a big exam next week, uh, Monday, last exam in my master's uh, degree. And cool. uh, this this exam on, is, is really fucking me. I, I, it's it's the worst at the end. So <laughs> I decided just to listen to the radio and uh, couldn't can't really comment uh, to that penalty decision. Yeah, they'll 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 sell it a different way on audio as they would on visual. Um, Devo. Yeah, um, the handball rule is very 
it needs to be looked at and i think it is being looked at isn't it um but according to the laws of the game it's a handball it's is very it, harsh though? he's pulled it's his harsh. arms away and he's turned his body he's pulled his arms away it's not like he stuck his, arm, his arm was his arm was out a little bit wasn't it i mean when he's turned but, his arm's not down by his side it's kind of bent, that's, that's called physics yeah, the, the that's what it's like. There was <laughs> a, a brown envelope for the referee, too. But it's another one. The way the laws are interpreted, it's a penalty. That's the problem. I don't know. The problem is the if no penalty was given, given, I couldn't see VAR overturning it. That's the issue. So, VAR, like, if you, if you give it, the you can't not give it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sad, sad stuff. Don't like it. Not a fan. Don't, no. Don't don't Gav Mac does not like this. Right. Um, where are we going next? Uh you need a button to like this where you just push a button and it comes up. Gav Mac does not like this. I'll, I'll make one. I'll make one I'll, I'll make one for there you. Go. No problem at all. Set, <laughs> set, setting me tasks, and I like people that set me tasks. Devo does it all the time. And I kind of yeah. dig it. Um, but I'm not used to it. Anyway, um, <laughs> Stuttgart, Stuttgart Hoffenheim nil. Um, Stuttgart winning games at home. Mad things, mad things. Tell you who was inspired today, uh, not today, um, on this performance. Wamangatuka. We only called him out last week for not doing a lot, and he's obviously heard the show, um, endorsed, of course, and he's thought, I ain't listening to people like Devo and Gav there, like. <laughs> cussing me out i'm gonna make sure i turn up and and do a job so he did unfortunately for him the opening goal from from adams was an own goal of course so he won't be accredited with the assist but what a drill across the box he was doing that constantly he was doing mm. that constantly uh, and it's like they can kill you from either side because we, we've been speaking all season about sosa and his deliveries and how sosa has been so integral down the left swinging in crosses this week is Romanica Tukon on the right, putting in drilled blow crosses and just causing all sorts of mayhem in the Hoffenheim box. Um, mm. He is a quality player. I, I rate him very, very highly. And, um, you know, again, my guy Endo in the middle as well, just pulling strings. Just Endo's just pulling strings, just so casual with it. Yeah. Um, he's a it's joy to watch. I don't, I'm, mm. I, you know, I don't mean to say that he is comparable to Modric. But when I see Modric play and he makes it look so Way. effortless, yeah. Endo is also so effortless in what he does, but he also gets stuck in. I, I, I rate him highly as well. And obviously Kalazic he's now equaled the record of Fred, Freddie Bovic, uh, scoring That's seven right. consecutive weeks, um, seven consecutive games, sorry. Um, and that's a big achievement for him considering you know he was out of the team for a long time. He started the season on fire. Lost his place to Nico Gonzalez. Gonzalez gets injured, comes back in, and he's like, he didn't miss a beat. Straight back in, mm. scoring goals. Um, yeah, I, I think Stuttgart can go. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jinx it. I'm gonna shut up. No, I'm no. gonna shut up. I'll yeah. tell you what, Stuttgart will get relegated this season. <laughs> yeah, that's what we they're, gonna, say they're that. gonna fall they're away. Squeeze in the back door. <laughs> they're gonna fall away. <laughs> yeah, they're currently eighth uh, eighth position at the moment. Thirty six points. Uh, they are four points shy of. Rose Leverkusen, you know, only between them is 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 Ber um, Union Berlin. For for Stuttgart, I honestly w um, believe that they would have hoped that Max Kruse would be out for longer. 
because now that Max Cruz is back, I can see the Union Berlin flow and and fire coming back as it did at the beginning of the season. It's I, I think it might be a little bit too little too late, but once again, there's still nine games to go. Anything can change at the top of the league. Um, Hoffenheim, though, you know, they are only six points behind Stuttgart. So you could argue this was a six-pointer. And I know it's only in the, in the middle of the table, but it's a case of momentum. You know, Hoffenheim are out of Europe now. So um, what, what, what does this mean, Flo, for, for Hoffenheim right now? I believe I said it already two weeks before. The season is basically over for Hoffenheim. Take a look at developing young players, developing maybe your idea of playing football for next season already. And um, yeah, just try not to manip manipulate the season by losing against uh, uh, the teams at the bottom of the league. Mm. And they should have uh, one big aim, and that's, I believe, uh, beating Schalke at least in the back match. <laughs> in the second match, they're the only team losing against Schalke. So you're you're the loser to the record loser. I don't know if you <laughs> can say it, so, uh, but that's not a title you want to have. You have to uh, clear this <laughs> in the next meeting. Definitely. Um, Stuttgart, man, uh, they are one of the easiest teams to watch in the Bundesliga. You can literally just sit there, you know, you, you just want it to be a sunny day every time they play. And you've got like, you know, ice cold beer, you know, we're celebrating, we're having a cigar and like, I've got my cigar, my ice cold, like, I don't know, well, like a Berliner or um, trying to think of really, really nice, tasty, crisp Vorsteiner, you know, just like sitting there and just Va watching them. Vorsteiner? Vorsteiner is nice, so, man. We have so <laughs> many better beers than Vorsteiner. Man, yeah, I know, but we're limited over here, aren't we? You know. Um, I don't think I've ever tried um, Brinkhoff's Brinkhoff's is nice. Um, it's getting only worse. Like <laughs> Brinkhoff's, don't you like Brinkhoff's? You're going to have to educate us on these German it's, beers. It's, well. it's okay, but, but and, and Brinkhoff's, they're, they're the, rather in the lower range of pills in Germany. What what Pilsner would you suggest? So I want to see well, if I can get any over here. On tap, Bitburger. From my point of view, oh, well, look, it's it's a bit, yeah, a bit burger, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, see, I remember the advert. I remember that I, I, I had my first bit burger at the age of seventeen. I was on a holiday in Rhodes, and it's the only beer that they had on draft, and it was on every single TV advert as well. Good day, bit, and it's like, look, I mean, I'm in Greece. Like, why, 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 why are we talking about German beer in Greece? Didn't get it at all. But banging stuff. Mm. What else can you suggest? It. Uh, Always depends uh, where you're living, but um, mm. from my point of view, Veltins. Veltins is, uh, is also yeah, very Veltins, good. nice stuff. Yeah, from from Schalke. Dude, I always thought okay, that was yeah. Dutch. Always thought that was a Dutch beer. Don't know why. I also like uh, Jever. Have you ever heard of Jever? Jever pills? No, no. It's from the north of, of Germany, and it's uh, really rough, a bitter beer. <laughs> little, it tastes uh, a little okay. bit like wind. Somehow, if you describe like like the the wind <laughs> in the north, they describe oh. it like like this. They say like the countryside, rough and windy, so tastes the beer. That's like some so basically like the atmosphere like tastes of fart. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna have this beer because it tastes of fart. Yeah, cheers for that one. Um. <laughs> Moving on, Leipzig. They lost ground at the top. <laughs> oh dear.
Leipzig, they lost ground on the top. There's a four-point mm. gap now between uh, Leipzig and Bayern Munich. One all draw at home to Eintracht Frankfurt. It's funny, last season, with their home form, that was letting them down quite a lot. And I'm not saying it's their home form letting them down this time. It's just when it comes to the big games of big names, they don't step up and take control. For me, the first half, they were in full control of the first half. They just couldn't do anything to push it over the line. They've gone in, they've come out at the second half. They've got an early goal. Great, a great controlled finish after a wonderful save from Kevin Trapp. But Emil Fosberg, he slots at home nicely. He's the top, he's the joint top goal scorer on six goals, yeah. which is great because they are spreading the goals around. And the starting lineup of the 10 outfield players, every single one of those has scored a Bundesliga goal this season which I think is cool as hell. But it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah, I've, I think you saw the issues that they have because I think Cliver had a brilliant chance that um, he should have done better with. And I think that they missed too many chances. I think this is the difference between um, even Dortmund, you know, Dortmund, you know, in front of goal, more time than not, it hits the back of the net. They've got Haaland, who is a absolute monster, Bayern have obviously got uh, Lewandowski, who's an absolute beast in front of goal. Leipzig are that yeah. player away from being a real genuine threat. Um, one million. If they can get, if they can get that one guy who is just lives for goals. If they had Andre Silva, that's just because they were playing Frankfurt. If they had Andre Silva or even Luka Jovic, if they'd either one of those in their team, that would push them up. You know, or to, they would to have the next be level. Able, been able to sign Haaland last yeah. winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried I expected didn't this they? Uh, this transfer, yeah. yeah, but this would have been the key. Everyone assumed it. Well, I mean, th there's the Red Bull link, but obviously priced out of it, I imagine. Um, mm. But yeah, if they had that killer to finish chances, they they would be a, a just a different side altogether. And um, this will hurt them. And Frankfurt, they just couldn't. Frankfurt just kept plugging away. And you know, they got a reward in the Ankamada with the goal. Um, but it's, it was a very um scrappy performance from Frankfurt in particular, in that they, they just seem like the kind of boxer where you're like, you might have them on the ropes, but you just can't finish them off. And you think, right, oh, they're yeah. gonna tire out, and then they come out for the next round, and it's like, this guy's fresh. So I've just been pummeling yeah. him for like <laughs> a whole round. How's he fresher than me? And they, you uh, do, know, ends up do you think they do you think they were focusing too much on their defensive side of things? Because even though um, Leipzig they are not renowned for um, you know having a out and out goal scorer, they still they still do slap in a couple of goals every now and then. So do you think they were worried more about they they, they turned up for a draw basically? That's what that's what I'm sort of getting. At. Do you think Frankfurt did that? Yeah, I think towards the end of the game, it became clear that they were happy with the point. Uh, it became clear at the end of the game. Leipzig really wanted to win that. I think Frankfurt were happy to take the point, um, you know, and, and get back home with the point. I've, I think it became clear in the last 20 minutes or so. To me, it seemed like, yeah, there's only one team who really wants to go on and win this. Obviously, Frankfurt was still coming forward, but not with any real desire to really take the game to Leipzig. Yeah, the point is a good result for Frankfurt because mm -hmm. uh, they had lost and draw the last games before. They were kind of in a declining way, and now a point of uh, a point at Leipzig 
can give them maybe some new energy for the upcoming games. Showing them that they're able to compete with the top teams. I mean, they, they beat Munich, they drew, they draw Leipzig, so didn't lose against the top two in the Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. So basically, you can beat everyone. Massive, massive. They've, they've just drawn too many games. They've drawn 11 of the 25 games that have been available to them. You know, um, the, all the top four have lost the same amount of games. Three. All season. All the top four. And the difference is winning games and drawing them. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, you look at each each of the teams, it's like, right, have you, have you gained a point? Have you, have you dropped two? And out of the top four, I would say that um, Wolfsburg are the team that have dropped the most points. Because you know they they've dominated a lot of games and they've not gone on to to get the victory, which I I, I can imagine is frustrating for them. But they're comfortably in third, um, and this point for them, you know, it's I know it's only a point, but you know the gap is tightening at the top. And Leverkusen not winning, you know, if they had won that game, they would have hopped ahead of Dortmund, who 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 won uh, two nil at home to Hertha Berlin at the weekend. Um, Julian Brand, Julian Brand, is it Julian or Ulian? How do you pronounce Julian? Julian. Yeah, oh, straight up Julian. So in, um, in, in, in German, we will say Julian. So this is Julian. Yeah, that's fine. Ju yeah. Julian, I, I believe it's okay <laughs> if you say Julian. No, no, Ulian, no, I want to pronounce it properly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm all, like, all German in that now, isn't it? And, <laughs> um, and Makoko right at the end. Um, Vladimir Dorita was sent off as well, um, 10 minutes from time. We need to discuss this this opening goal because Ulian Brand, he slapped that from about 25, 30 yards out. And it didn't look, it moved a little bit, the ball, but it didn't really deviate too much what the hell is the keeper doing you know I, I think for me when I watched it back I think he was in two minds whether to just try and palm it out or try to get his body behind it and and try and catch it and it kind of by the time he's made up his mind he did neither you know mm. it's like he tried to just push it out with his forearms it's, it's it seemed like he was in caught in two minds of how he was going to you know try and save it um mm terrible mistake and it's a shame because he made probably the second best save of the weekend yeah. earlier in the first half uh where he tipped one over the bar and it's just unbelievable save and then he's gone and messed up at, at the end um yeah i saw because when i saw it on twitter i saw people talk about Julian brandt and you know they, someone said it reminded them of, of um uh what's his name Can well, you, no no from years ago against dortmund oh yeah, yeah, they said that that it reminded them of that, and I, I thought, oh wow, let me see this. I saw it, I was like, we all about it. <laughs> it's nothing like that goal, um, nothing. nothing like it at all. Like at all. <laughs> <laughs> this Chalanoglu uh free kick was full of balls back then, yeah, from 40 yards <laughs> scoring this free kick goal. I still don't understand how that's because that you must have been able to see that coming for a long, long way. I don't understand how he scored that. Nah, I, I, I don't understand either. Makoko's in the in the German national side, I believe. Um, uh, under 21s. Uh, yeah. Oh, he made 21s. Uh, pictures as well. Um, stick him in the first team. <laughs> well, this is something I actually wanted to ask Florian because someone on Twitter asked me what would be my starting lineup for the German 
uh, going into the Euros. And I could not think of who I'd want to put up front. Um, so I just decided to put Muller there as kind of like a false nine with Sane and Gnabry either side of him or whoever else you wish to put either side of him. That's a, that is a problem area for Germany. I think Werner obviously would be the name that a lot of people, but he's not really having the best of times at Chelsea. Other than him, I think Kevin Volland's probably your next best striker. He's doing well in France, but who would you get? Volland is unfortunately, I don't know what he's ever done to uh, Joachim Löw, but he's, hasn't been mentioned for five years or four years, although he had great performances in Leverkusen too. I would have uh, a 4-3-3 and up front uh, Zane, Gnabry and uh, uh, Werner in the middle because you, you have this massive pace and at the moment you're in a, in a position as a German national team where you are not necessarily the biggest favorite for the title. So you don't need to be the team you were five years ago where you always have the ball, circulate the ball around you. You could rather play with a pressing moments, counter-pressing, counter-attacks and uh, use the pace of your players and maybe uh, use these weapons to uh, to beat sides like France or Spain who have more quality on the pitch. You have a great midfield from my point of view. Take yeah, look, think... Just take, take the, the three from Bayern Munich. Um, uh, Müller, Goretzka and uh, Kimmich is working out really good but also behind Kroos, Gündogan Gündogan is playing like mm-hmm. the best season of his life boss in life at the moment isn't he? Yeah. yeah I think Germany probably have the best central midfield options throughout the, the European pro- teams the problem there is that, that you have this Toni Kroos for example is uh, favorite player on, on the most important player for Joachim Löw but I believe his time in the national team is over. He should have uh, yeah, stepped back after the World Cup because he's holding a, a place. And uh, Löw wants uh, Kroos to play. And then obviously he will play with Kroos, uh, with Kimmich and Goretzka because they know themselves from Bayern Munich. And uh, Gündogan is always under the radar. And if you bring him as a sub, it's not that good. It? Yeah. It's not the same. You should bring yeah. Gündogan and uh, Kimmich and Goretzka. Or maybe Müller, but uh, Kroos is not not that important at the moment for the German national team. He's too slow. Mm. Yeah, although he's a great player. It's uh, sad to say something like that about him. Right then, it's uh, time for this. (laughs) 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 Words of wisdom. (laughs) Flozif. Yeah. Um, Who's this? Well, I give you a hint. He uh, met Tottenham last week in a European oh. Cup match. It's Zoran Mamic. Oh, I have to yeah, say, the head former coach head coach of Dynamo, of, uh, Zagreb. Dynamo Zagreb, who is Ooh. now uh, going to jail. I don't know if it right, was a topic yes. in England. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We've seen it five years this. or something, no? Yeah, yeah and, and, and his brother lovely. even uh, two years longer. Yeah, and most don't know that he spent the uh, longest time of his career in Germany. And uh, yeah, we are very, very proud to have well? such a player like this in Leverkusen. He was in uh, Leverkusen, Bochum, Bochum, Allen, and one other side. I don't, I don't know. 
take a look. Eintracht Trier and Kreuzer Fürth, but he was, yeah, he was oh, playing in a first. couple yeah. second league uh, clubs and he might have had his best time in Bochum and Leverkusen in the, in the first, uh, in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and he's wearing an iconic trickle, a jersey from uh, the year 99-2000 where we uh, lost the championship in our last match in Unterhaching and it still hurts. We looked like the... Uh, The champions, but lost it through an own goal from Michael Ballack. We just needed to draw. I was, was going to say that Unterhaching are, are a good side, but we all know that's a lie. So uh. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, it was. I was just reminded um, yesterday or two days ago with the, uh, the judgment about Marmich, and then yeah, that was ringing a bell that he was playing for Leverkusen. So I thought, okay, let's mention this and talk a little bit about his famous career in in Germany. I still don't know he could still walk on on the free feet for for so long such a long time i don't know, want to know how much money he put into his pockets from the transfers from uh, dinamo zagreb apparently it's 15 million or something like that um, wow in whatever lo local currency is yeah. where they can't remember the czech currency is czech um, Croat sorry croatian um croatian what's the croatia it's not kuna is it not croatian kuna. No. No, it's it's Christ it's Kuna. currency. It's Kuna. It's Kuna. Yeah. Yeah, Kuna. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's pocketed a lot of cash. Naughty man. And um yeah, will not be on the bench in the return leg against Tottenham Hotspur in the Europa League. So uh yeah, naughty man. But did represent by Leverkusen at one point. So um that was this week's <laughs> words of wisdom. <laughs> 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 Words of wisdom. Let's take a look at some tables. Right then, so um, at the bottom of the table are Mainz in 17th place and 21 <laughs> points. Uh, um, above those in the um, relegation spot are, are uh, Hertha Berlin that have just thrown themselves right into the relegation mix. Oh, they've been wow. knocking around it, but they they, they, they were mid-table for a long time and then they've just they've fluffed their lines, absolutely shagged it. And um, they have been hop-skipped and jumped by Armenia Bielefeld after that emphatic 2-1 victory over Bayer Leverkusen. So they are, now in 20, they are now in 15th place on 22 points. Um, level with um, with Cologne, um, Cologne on 22. Um, Augsburg, massive gap now, seven points uh, with nine games to play after their 3-1 win over Bayer, uh, over Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, Werder Bremen, they are on 30 points along with um, Hoffenheim and uh, Borussia uh, Mönchengladbach. They are knocking around, but they are not going to be going down. They're in 10th place on 33 points. Um, in ninth place are, imagine that, Freiburg. They love ninth place. They've been in ninth place pretty much more. I think they've been in ninth place longer this season than Bayern have been in first. <laughs> I'm going to do some research on that because I honestly think that is true. Uh, Stuttgart, they have hopped above those uh, on 36 points. Freiburg, of course, losing against Mites at the beginning uh, at the weekend and Stuttgart winning at home, which is always a shock when they do win games at home, although they're second uh, win at home in the Bundesliga this season. Um, Union Berlin, they remain in seventh. Another team that have been knocking around in the same spot for a long time. 
Uh, is that another can that you opened? Oh, listen to that. That wasn't me. That was a uh, that was flow. Oh, is that flow, Zef? Yeah, yeah but it wasn't like, a can. I can smell yeah. it. I, I can, can smell only it have one. I I I laughed at Mike. If you have like, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> have you heard the sounds from Mike? Gorgeous stuff. Love it. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen are in sixth place uh, at the moment. They are on 40 points. Union Berlin on 38, um, incidentally. Um, so it is relatively tight knocking around for those teams that are trying to make sure they guarantee fifth and push into fourth. Borussia, uh, Borussia, uh, Borussia Dortmund have gone back into fifth place. They're on 42 points, two sh points shy of, uh, of Frankfurt. And the top four haven't changed, but they're... Uh, in terms of position, but there is change in terms of points. So Frankfurt fourth place on forty-four points. Wolfsburg on uh, in third on forty-eight points. Of course, stretching their um, gap between those and Frankfurt, um, Leipzig they dropped two points. As far as I'm concerned, um, they're on fifty-four points, and now there is a four-point gap between those and Bayern Munich, who are. Mm, are they top? Yeah, uh, <laughs> rarity uh, that they're top of the league. Fixtures. There's some math fixtures this weekend, as there is every single weekend. So on Friday, it's Armenia Bielefeld. They'll be entertaining uh, RB Leipzig. That'll be live on BT Sport. On Saturday at uh, 2.30 UK time, 3.30 um, on the continent, you've got Bayer, uh, sorry, uh, Bayer Munich, um, who are just incredible. We all know this. Against Stuttgart, who are awesome away okay. from home. That is the live game. A big, big game. Uh, the first fixture, Stuttgart really pushed them. Uh, this could be a they tasty did. game. Very, very, mm. very right there. You are so true. Um Frankfurt, they entertain Union Berlin, who have found a bit of form since Max Kruger has been back. Um, FC Cologne, they entertain Borussia Dortmund. And Bremen play against uh, Wolfsburg, the Green Derby, the W Green Derby, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> Schalke are at home against Borussia Mönchengladbach. And honestly, I can't tell you which way that game is going to go. <laughs> How sad is that? I think it's quite cruel that... BT Sports are putting Schalke on live quite a lot. It's like they almost just want people to, you know, view Let's just put, their, yeah. their falling apart. You know. Let's just put them on blast. Um, yeah. On Sunday, yeah, three games. Um, Hoffenheim versus Mainz, big game. Um, Hertz Berlin versus uh, Bayer Leverkusen and Freiburg versus Augsburg. So some big games knocking around down the bottom. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for us. Uh, thank you everybody for your comments and, and bits and bobs. Um, there was um, a couple of comments that were knocking around. We didn't really read too many out, if I'm honest. Um, the only quick one that we'll say is, um, do you see a top side coming in for Andre Silva this summer? Um, I'm going to say no, and that's all. I'm going to leave it out there. Um, no offence. I do love you guys at FTLOL. Make sure you subscribe to those. But uh, for myself, Gav, Matt, Devo, and Flozif, thank you everybody, and... Gute Nacht. Oh, yeah.